0: the mess it up podcast where we take your mess and turn it into a message and now here's a bowtie guy hey guys it's the mess it up podcast and uh... You're here with the Bowtie Guy, and it's going to be a little bit different on the podcast for the next little while because Biker Chick is taking a bit of a sabbatical to uh, catch up with some schoolwork and family things. Uh, So the next uh, few weeks, it's going to be me and some special guests. So I'm super excited to do this. And this week, my very first special guest, I've been trying to get them on the show for probably since we started doing the show. And here we are, show number 86, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. But these are two of my favorite people on the planet.
1: Hi, my name is Kayla. Kayla Voigt. I am a student at Cal Poly Crew. If you're in Ridgecrest, you probably know me, and if not, it's nice to meet you.
2: Hi, I'm Jonathan Moreira. I just go by John usually. I was like
0: surprised because, like, I mean, what's your 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 Instagram handle?
2: Uh, John. That's it. Yeah. So all right.
0: So I was completely thrown off by Jonathan. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and you're also a student uh, at Cal yes. Poly? Yes, I am a student at Cal Poly. I've been there for five years now. So yeah. Nice, super student. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pro. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So these guys uh, are, are good friends. Um, I knew Kayla from doing worship with her, and uh, you guys are uh, engaged. Yes, I'm, I'm pointing is. at them right here. You can't see it on your thing. <laughs> yes. uh, and uh, getting married in...
2: January. January
0: of twenty twenty, yeah. yeah. So 20 real exciting days. here. Uh, uh gonna be uh getting married. Uh but that's how I know John um is through Kayla and Kayla and I have a really cool story. I have Kayla at some point on later to talk about our, our story of not how we yeah. met, but how we really got to become uh friends uh mm-hmm. which is just a, a cool story to me mm-hmm. but anyhow they're here on the show to talk about uh their work with uh, they both work with Campus Crusade for Christ mm-hmm. which they call crew yes. uh because uh it's cool uh, to say that um <laughs> mm-hmm. so we're going to talk more about that before we get into that I want to let you know if you want to email the show you can inter- uh, email intern dave at info at messituppodcast or you can hit me at bowtie guy at messituppodcast dot uh, Christina still has her uh, biker chick at messituppodcast dot So send her a line, tell her that uh, you miss her and praying for her, and um, can't wait to hear her back on the air uh, when she gets back. And you can also look for us. Uh, we've got a Facebook page. We do Instagram, we do Twitter, and I have been keeping up on the Reddit thing, but here's the deal, guys. Uh, If I write posts on Reddit and nobody responds to them, it's just sad. It's me yelling into an empty bucket and hearing my own voice come back at me. So I want you to go check out our Reddit. It's Messed Up Ministries is the subreddit. And uh, see what we have to say on there. Put some comments, even if you disagree, it's fine. I love the the discourse. Uh, we just uh, you know disagree peacefully. I don't want to get into rancorous type of of uh, disagreements, but I certainly don't want to be the only one who thinks what I think because a lot of times that person is wrong. So you know, let me know what uh, what you think of what I think, and um, that'd be fun. So that's on Reddit. Uh, Check out the podcast wherever you listen to it now, share it, but uh, leave us a, a review uh, and a rating that really helps other people find the show. So if you're listening on Spotify or SoundCloud or iTunes or uh, iHeartRadio or wherever you're listening to this, we're everywhere. You can even tell your uh, Amazon Alexa device to play this podcast and it'll play the uh, most recent podcast for you. So check us out. We're everywhere. Share the word. Let people know about it. And that would be absolutely outstanding. So all that's out of the way. Oh, yeah. Also, I forgot. Um, we have a Patreon uh, uh, availability to you. So if you want to support the show financially for as little as a dollar a month, you can uh, help keep the show on the air. And it does cost money to do this thing. And uh, the only money that we get from it comes from Patreon and our our, Patre- our patrons. So you can uh, find us uh, on patreon.com slash podcast, Or you can also just go to messituppodcast.com and click on the become a patron button and that'll give you all the news you need to know about that. And we love your support. Thank you to our patrons out there. And now on with the show, Uh, as you know, we have a word of the week. So I gave John a little heads up on the word of the week, and I didn't give one to Kayla because uh-huh. Kayla's uh, uh, more of a, a wordsmith, word oh, no. uh, wordstress, I guess. I don't know. A I'm wordstress. making up words now. Yeah. <laughs> but our word of the week this week is probity. Do you have any idea Pro- what the word probity means?
1: Probity. I have never heard of that word.
0: So probity is the quality of having strong moral principles, honest, and honesty and decency and so I thought what word would be great for having Kayla and John on the show and I thought probity is a great word that kind of uh, sums up the way I think about them so anyhow if you can use it in a sentence this week uh, you know do it give yourself uh, bonus points for that it's show 86 so I'm going to give special 86 bonus points every time you use the word probity (laughs) in a sentence this week correctly so uh, go out there spread good words and all of that All right, I don't think there's any other bookkeeping to do, so we're just going to jump in now and uh, let these fine folks talk. Uh, We mentioned that you guys do the uh, Campus Crusade. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you tell a little bit about what Campus Crusade is? Uh, You know, just a brief history. We don't need to, you know, do a full dissertation here, but just (laughs) give people a little bit of an idea of what Campus Crusade is if they don't know.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, Campus Campus Crusade International. Uh, is the international organization, and then CREW is what they call it in the United States. Uh, so so they don't use that everywhere. That's just a U.S. thing. Yeah, that's mainly a U.S. thing, but because we have people going all over the world all the time, it gets used elsewhere okay. as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, the organization was start- started in the 50s by Bill Bright. Uh, he was at Fuller... Uh,
1: Theological seminary.
2: Yes, that <laughs> uh, and started it from there, and uh, it has become a international ministry for college students, uh, trying to change the hearts of leaders, uh, future leaders, for mm-hmm. throughout the world. So,
0: yeah. So, did he start it, do you know, did he start it at Fuller for Fuller students, or did he go elsewhere and he's just a Fuller alum?
1: So, he's a Fuller alum, and it was actually started by he and his wife at UCLA. So, that's where oh. our first uh, crew Campus Crusade started. Nice. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, so it's, uh, and, and... Uh, I mean, obviously, Full, well, not obviously. I know Fuller's in in, in California here, and <laughs> in UCLA yeah. in California is is uh, it's still sort of based in around California as its headquarters, or is it moved elsewhere? Do you know? Or
1: so it was based originally in California, and it has now been moved to Florida. Is that correct? Florida. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So okay. it's now been moved to Florida. Um, and they have lots of land out there that was donated to them, and they've built a new headquarters there.
0: Okay. And what drew you guys each to become involved with? Because both of you were Christians before you became involved with Crew. You didn't get saved through the work of Crew, is that yeah, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And so, what led
2: you to become involved with Crew when you went to school? Um, so I started at Cal Poly as a freshman, um, and. As a freshman, I had just moved from uh, six hours away, didn't know anything about the LA area at all, and knew no one down there, and had never even visited the campus before I went to the orientation. Why did you pick this school then? Was (laughs) Um, it on the basis of the, the program, or...? Yeah, it was kind of under the basis of a lot of different things. Originally, I was... Uh, planning on going into the Air Force and um, going through the Air Force ROTC program at USC while as a student at Cal Poly which is a whole wild wow. thing. Wow. It was close to <laughs> Wow. That's yeah. the first
0: time, and hopefully last time, those letters get used on this podcast. We don't say USC. Oh, yeah.
2: am yeah, So was, sorry. I was wow. a Trojan there for
0: uh, five done, minutes. I'm down with the Bruins. Go Bruins. But uh, Trojans can go pound sand. Sorry if you're a Trojan fan, but uh, fight on is just forget about it.
2: All right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Mm-hmm. but uh i didn't know anyone except for one guy uh an old friend of my brother's uh and uh beyond him he graduated the year i started so i didn't really have anyone there and i was trying to find a christian group to be a part of uh whether it Because I also didn't have a car, which in L.A. it is impossible to get around without a car. Not impossible, but it's very difficult. Listen, they
0: had a song back in the 80s, Only and Nobody Walks in L.A.
2: Yes, exactly. And I know it well. Um, But uh, it was hard to get to a church even, and I didn't really know what church to go to. So... Uh, finding other Christians on campus was kind of my only uh, way to get into a God-centered community at the time. So uh, I found some people in my dorm that uh, were talking about a Bible study that they had been going to, and it turned out to be a crew Bible study. And with them, I went to that Bible study, and I ended up at a church with them as well. And uh, a up until I moved away from Cal Poly recently, I had been going to that church and am still involved with CREW. Now, currently a Bible leader, Bible study leader myself, so. Okay, yeah. well, what about you, Miss Kayla?
1: Good question, so I transferred in. I did not come into Cal Poly as a freshman. But when I transferred in, well, actually I'm gonna backtrack a little bit. I grew up knowing about Campus Crusade um, because my grandfather worked for Crew back in the day, back in the 80s. Um, he worked in the IT department for Crew, so I've heard of it. And my mom was a, little, a Crew kid and all that.
0: At like now when he worked for like at the headquarters type thing or yes. like okay back
1: when the headquarters was in was it in Sacramento I believe John it was back when the headquarters were in California
2: it was in L A oh, San Bernardino San Bernardino yeah. Yeah. there we go
1: so back when the headquarters were in California um, my grandpa worked there yeah so I grew up knowing knowing about crew and then when I was getting ready to transfer in I actually had a friend reach out to me that I went to middle school with and he goes to Cal Poly and he was all excited that I was going to be transferring there and said, you have to get involved with crew. Um, spoilers, this friend ended up being John's roommate at the time. And that's how we met. (laughs) But so he kind of got me involved with the social media for our, our campus and for our campus crew. And that's how I found roommates and got very involved from there.
0: Okay, cool. So, um, that's cool backdrop of what crew is. But I was thinking as you're talking about that, one of the things that I've heard a lot of people talking about with, you know, you're going to a, a school, you're going to a, a polytechnic school. So mm-hmm. science oriented kind of stuff. And yeah. there tends to be a lot of, um, I, I want to overstate it. I, I know of several people who get very concerned and nervous about sending their Christian kids to public uh state colleges um in California, mm-hmm. much less a uh sciencey kind of college. Yeah. Um so did you have any of those concerns going in and what has your experience been as a Christian on campus at a Southern California state school?
1: That's a great question. I'll jump in first. So I'm actually...
0: Now, I'm really nervous because twice I've asked you something you said is a great question. Now, if you don't say it, I'm going to think, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, she hated this question.
1: (laughs) No, that's just my go-to. It gives me that millisecond to think of my answer. Oh, nice. (laughs) No. um, So I'm a business student, actually. So I don't work in the the polytechnic stuff as much as John does. I'll let him explain his major. But I feel that I haven't encountered those issues or haven't encountered any of that pushback in a way that I might have expected. I think that going in, I honestly didn't think of it as much as I could have, um, so it wasn't a fear that I had, and then I think just getting plugged into a really solid community and crew, I, it wasn't a concern I had after that, but I'll let John take that away, because he's in a more science-based,
2: yeah, so I, um, I went to Cal Poly going into mechanical engineering, the most impacted major in Cal Poly, and, um, very obviously very science-based um but i also grew up in a family that didn't really uh have a fear of the secular world i guess um like my family has always taken the opinion of like you are a light in this world, and, like, you should walk in it and not be of it.
0: I was like, so Christian family,
2: but not afraid of the second. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, to clarify. Um, so, unlike Kayla, who was homeschooled, I've okay, been Okay, okay, wait. <laughs> now
1: I have to hear that record.
2: Right i You've finished, yeah, you've finished. Uh, I've been in public schools all my life, so uh, to go to public state school was not really a fear, but... Um, I think the like what, what the God's Not Dead movie the mm-hmm. first one had just came out recently before I was applying to schools, and like because of that I was like oh what if I have to like do this <laughs> uh, so that did like kind of like prompt the thought uh, as cheesy of a movie as it was, um,
0: and for people who haven't seen it when you say what if I have to do this you mean
2: uh yeah so Do what in, yeah in the movie he like it basically it, uh presents this thing to a professor about why god is not dead because that's what the professor makes you like say on the first day of class so like he basically just defended his faith um from a professor who was saying that wasn't true and whatnot so uh yeah going into cal poly i was like fearful of this but realize that that doesn't happen as often as, as the movies might say uh, or as, so do you think because yeah. both of you
0: seem to indicate that it wasn't a big issue mm-hmm. does that speak more to the fact that the uh, occurrences of this issue are perhaps overstated or over uh, we have more concern than we need to or does it speak more to your own uh, strength and your faith that you're not as easily swayed
2: i think there's some of both because i know a lot of people that i grew up in in the church with that like i've talked to them now and they don't claim the faith anymore and they've been affected by going to uh wherever they went whether it be college military or other Mm -hmm. uh
1: institutions
2: yeah it was it affected them in ways that they don't claim the faith anymore and these are people that I went in high school and did ministry with in high school yeah
1: I think I think that it's not normally that blatant I think that the the things that we encounter on campus or in the classroom are oftentimes a lot more understated and um There are a lot of times when you have to kind of check your mind and or check your your mindset and ask the question of, oh, do I believe what I'm being told or, you know, how's my faith today kind of a thing. But I I don't think that a lot of times – I think there are horror – not horror stories. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But I don't think that every student is going to encounter a teacher in their college career that is that – I don't know. What's the word for the teacher in that movie? Yeah. The,
0: uh, aggressive well, maybe. yeah, I, I think certainly that those exist, but I think yeah. that, you know, oftentimes we take that one instance mm-hmm. and then paint the entire canvas with that yeah. brush. And mm-hmm. that's not fair. Uh, when I went to school, uh, to college, I w- went to college as a Christian and actually went to a Bible study and was trying to work my faith. And then uh, by the time I was out of school, I had walked away from my faith and didn't claim to be a Christian anymore mm-hmm. and, and claimed not to be a Christian. But I never had a, a, a instructor in any of my classes say, you shouldn't be a, a Christian.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it was just me walking away and, and my life path just led me away from it. And the choices mm-hmm. that I made didn't, were not c- congruent to Christian lifestyle. Um, so I never experienced that. And, and I, I've had friends who had just this great fear and like this morbid sadness come over them when their children are fixing to go to school because they've chosen to go to a state school and now they're going to get, you know, bombarded and told how wrong. And it's like, I, I, what I think is that my faith needs to be able to stand the test of a question. Mm-hmm. And if my faith cannot hold up to a question from somebody then I don't really have any faith. I don't have any understanding of what I believe. I'm just parroting back whatever. And I'm. And then, yeah, yeah. that person is going to be very easily swayed because now they're just a parrot. And you yeah. can teach a parrot to say something new. But once that parrot knows what it's saying, now it's saying what it's saying. And if if what I'm saying is what I believe instead of what you believe, mm-hmm. your question should not knock me off of my walk. Yeah. It, it should actually... I find that when people question my faith, it strengthens my walk yeah. because it makes me take a closer look. What do I believe? Why do I believe it? And and I might not be able, I had this conversation with someone just last week. I can't convince you of Christianity, mm-hmm. but I can tell you why I'm convinced mm-hmm. and I can share that with you. And if that works for you, great. And if it doesn't work, okay, keep keep going on your quest. But I can't prove it to you, but but it's been proven to me beyond any doubt.
1: Yeah. I think too, it's, it's easy to blame the external force rather than to, whether it be a teacher otherwise, um, whether it be as a parent or even as us an individual, it's easier to blame the external force than to really sit down and pick through our own doubts and fears. And that's just going to be a part of everybody's faith story. Doubts are likely going to be a part of everybody's faith story. And that's just something that we have to realize. I
0: don't know if you can have faith without a doubt. Yeah. Because then it's fact. And, and faith, in fact, I, I think people will say that it's, you know, it's, it's trivial, but to me, that's a, a massive difference between having faith in something and, and, and that doesn't make sense. That's unreasonable. Uh, that's where my faith has to really come into play because, yeah. and that's where I got away as I started becoming too logical and, and, and just. Looking at things from a much more logical standpoint, and and in studying history, I studied you know the ancient Egyptians and Greeks and Romans and saw their faith systems, and I just then associated mm-hmm. Christianity with just another ancient faith system that was just goofy and yeah. and. But now I, I I love the challenge of that and being able to step up to that. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we get into our song of the week, I just wanted to to touch on a, something that. Um, got said earlier and uh, this wild accusation uh, <laughs> Do I get to set the record straight? Yeah, of of, 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 of homeschooling. Now, now okay. before we get into this, uh, because this is something that I would love to get into on another show with you, my yeah. friend. Uh, I spent many years as a public school teacher and my wife uh, now draws a uh, retirement from public school. Mm-hmm. So we are strong public school believers. And so when I first Um, got to appreciate Kayla. She's the first person who's been able to make homeschooling make sense to me because of her rational thought. And it was not an emotional... Uh, all or nothing argument. So I just wanted you to say a little bit about something because people will get very definite opinions when they say, some people are out there they're pumping their fists, yeah, homeschool, way to go. And some people like shaking their head like, why is this girl on? And I just want you to know that you're both right and you're both wrong. Um, (laughs) Yes. So. uh, Sounds good. I'm going to give you five seconds. Okay.
1: (laughs) It's been a while since I had this conversation with Paul. Um, I, yeah, so I was, just some quick background. I was homeschooled in sixth grade because of the school district we were in for various reasons. And then I was homeschooled in high school, um, by choice, but also because my parents wanted to, um, you say
0: by choice, by your choice, by your parents' choice,
1: my, well, my choice, I was the one that asked if it was an option. Okay. Um, I think that either option can be great and God is going to use either option to help build you into who you become. Um, homeschooling is not ever always wrong or always right it depends on the student and the parent and whether or not those that group of people the student and the parent are willing to put the work in um and I was really lucky here we have a, a great homeschool community and we had activities and friends and um really good curriculum and so yeah I think that it depends on the student and the person was that did I answer what you yeah
0: well and proposed? and <laughs> as a as a a, a, uh, a public school person I could always Tell I could usually tell Mm -hmm. when a person came in, uh, something about their background, you you know, it's Mm -hmm. easy to pick out. Okay. This is a kid who uh, spent time in Montessori before Mm -hmm. they came into public school. Or this was a person who was in a private school before they came to public school. This is a person who was homeschooled as teachers. We kind of start to you you Mm -hmm. see patterns and signs and things that, you know, that the students let you know, this is what their educational background is. And, um, it's hard to say this without being demeaning. Kayla doesn't seem like she's not your typical homeschool kid. She is super (laughs) well-adjusted, very social, very, uh, you know, well-spoken on a variety of topics, very open-minded and is just, I mean, she is a model for why you'd want to homeschool is, you know, I would use her as like a poster child is like, this she she breaks the stereotype Thank you. and she does well in public school she does well in uh, homeschool it's just and it, it what it does is it it just reinforces the understanding that like she said it's not for everybody not everything is for everybody it's so dependent on the person and the more um well-rounded and well-developed the person is the better they're going to perform in any given mm-hmm. circumstance so
1: can i take a quick second to tell you why it was great an option for us absolutely okay so for us we had the opportunity to work outside of school we got done with school earlier and we could work our jobs um, earlier and we it just offered us a lot of opportunities to um, have really good teaching but also be exposed to a, a variety of different ideas and it's not always that way but I think that's the best way to do it. So, anyway, I am an advocate for homeschooling with families that it's a good option for. Nice.
0: And, you know, when we do things, we don't want to, uh, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. necessarily. But sometimes it is a good idea to burn the ships. And our Sweetie. song Hello. of the week this week, uh, I asked oh the uh, the guys to pick a song. And they uh, they chose for king and country, burn the ships so uh, this is a little bit of that. We'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about it and uh, enjoy Burn the Ships by For King and Country.
2: Burn the ships,
0: cut the ties, send the flare into the night. Say prayer, turn the tide, dry your tears and wave goodbye. Step
2: into a new day. We can ride.
0: Said this before on the show, and I will say it again that for King and Country is one of the best live acts I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, any chance I get to see them again, I you know jump at if I if I'm able to do it. And uh, recently, I got a uh, text from Kayla, and it was like she's at for King and Country. She's posting things on Instagram. I was like, yay! see him and, and so it was really good so I was glad when they said they wanted to do uh, burn the ships for this song uh, for people who don't know the song uh, refers to Cortez when uh, he brought his uh, troops over the conquistadors from Spain they landed uh, in Veracruz uh, in the coast of Mexico and he knew that coming across the, the people would like wanted to be get back and whatnot so he had them burn the ships that way the his people knew, we're here. This is what we're doing now. You're not going back to the old life. You know, we're, we'll have to build new ships to get back to Spain. Yeah. Uh, so that was his his way of, of letting him know, this is what you're here for. So they would focus on the new. Mm-hmm. And um, I love that in this song, you know, it, it, in the chorus, it's Step Into a New Day. And... These guys are Australian-Americans, so they have a little bit of the accent going on. And so sometimes I don't know until I read the songs, but uh, it says, we can dance upon our heartache. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea because I'm a person, when I win, I'm a horrible winner. (laughs) I will dance on those people that I have defeated. And and dancing on the heartache, that just evokes that feeling to me of like, I beat you, heartache. I am not, you're not going to win... And I'm gonna find joy no matter what in this situation. And that that gives me a lot of hope.
1: Yeah, Um, when I was at the concert, I went just a few weeks ago, so it's very fresh. They're phenomenal performers. But um, when we were there, he prefaced this song by telling a story that um, kind of influenced them as they were writing the song. And Luke, who's one of the two brothers in the band, he told the story of how his wife um, overcame um, prescription drug addiction, essentially. Um, he was on tour and she called him to come home and she said, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing that I can't do on my own. And so he came back and they checked her into rehab and, um, a little bit into this, uh, situation that they were having as she was going to rehab and everything. She walked in with the bottle of pills in her hand and she said, Luke, I need to flush these pills. They just represent so much shame. And so they flushed the pills and that was her way of saying, I'm, I'm cutting myself off from the past. It's a new day and I get to move forward.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, as a like band in general, like Paul was saying, uh, they're extremely talented. I uh, love music in general and am a big fan of it, as most people are. Um, but uh, for a Christian band, uh, they are quite talented in comparison to some of the things <laughs> that we've... Uh, had um, and yeah they just are talented both on the artistry end of creating music and on the performance end of performing music their live shows are outstanding I saw them once live about I don't know about eight years ago I think uh, and they were <laughs> oh, great it's been that long yeah oh, I, wow! I haven't seen the, them for yeah because I was in Uh, sophomore or junior in high school and we went to winter jam okay in northern california and saw them there yeah Mm -hmm. it was just the two of them with a couple of other guys on the in the band and it was for it was like a a one-man show kind of ordeal where it was like this amazing thing with two people though (laughs) uh and i was like really uh impressed with it and Uh, Yeah, just seeing them develop over time, even though I'm not the staunchest fan of their genre of music, I do think they're an outstanding band.
1: Mm -hmm. If you get a chance to see them, go see them.
2: Yes, and if you don't like it, um,
0: you're wrong. (laughs) So, something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. You can just at Paul. Yeah. Okay. So um, so we were talking about your guys' work with crew and yeah. how you did it. So what I kind of want to finish up with here in the, the last little bit of the show is just talk about the impact that it's had on you in your life mm-hmm. uh, and what you're hoping to do beyond because, uh, Kayla, you're graduating soon. Mm-hmm. John, you're graduating uh, a little bit never. after that. Um, but <laughs> you won't be, you know in that same campus life um Mm -hmm. so what what where do you go beyond how does cruise stick with you what what does the future hold for that
2: yeah i think uh over watching uh how i've developed and watching how my friends have developed and people older than me how they've gone from uh either entering college to where they ended up after college and where they're at now. Mm -hmm. Um, Crew was probably one of the biggest influences for most of the people including myself. Uh, The reason like a lot of us at least my friend group claim that like if it weren't for this community we probably wouldn't uh, adhere to the faith or even claim Christ for some of us, and I—I I think I can say that pretty confidently that if I didn't have uh, the the that freshman Bible study, it would have been very difficult to go through school without be uh, with continuing in my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think the the ministry as a whole. Uh, Many college ministries struggle with uh, establishing a good way for students to move from this college ministry where they have a good solid group of people uh, to support them in their walk with Christ and move that into the church. Um, It's very difficult for people. They don't know how to do it necessarily, Um, but a lot of college ministries are have finally caught on to this, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and are making like large efforts to help students move from the four to eight to ten, however long years. of <laughs> that's People, an <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> I, that's an engineer joke, and we've had a couple people in our ministry that have been in school for anywhere from four four to ten years. So uh, yeah, so. In the, that amount of time, moving from that uh, close-knit group of mm-hmm. Christians to the church, which, uh, as we know, um, can be very disunified at times. Moving into that and moving into it intentionally with the intent to be a part of it and participate and um, be a brother and a sister to these people in church, it is a very different dynamic, but it's also what you're going to walk in for the rest of your life mm-hmm. because you're not going to go back to college and you're not, even if you do, it's not going to be the same ordeal as it was then. So uh, yeah, it's we're trying to be better about uh, transitioning students from uh, the college ministry to the church mm-hmm. at large. Now you keep...
0: Using throughout the the conversation we've had today, the phrase or the term "community" uh, yes. is that something that is a John thing, or is that something that is a crew thing, or why this sense of community?
2: Yeah, this is that is something that is uh, a crew and kind of a church thing for me personally. I don't know the churches that I grew up in uh, often stated like this is like a community of believers um but what does uh, that mean to you yeah word community it's like to me growing up it was meant to mean essentially like a family of believers like when i uh would say like someone was a brother to me like, that meant that, like, they were as close to me as my actual brother is, um, and I have many guys I walked, uh, mm-hmm. with that are that close, and that a lot of them are my groomsmen and are my wedding yeah. <laughs> pretty soon, and, um, yeah, so, like, a community is similar to a family, um, and, like, a lot of times, it, it, crew considers itself a a christ-centered community it's trying to avoid uh like representing itself as a church alternative that's something like like as a uh, bible study leader i constantly have to like make sure that the students know that like this is not a church alternative because we want everyone to be involved in a church like it's not uh an alternative to a church it's not a compromise for going to church so crew good. was meant to be an additional thing
0: right like uh, some people put sugar in their coffee but you don't want <laughs> just a cup of sugar
2: exactly.
0: instead of coffee precisely
2: yeah. and like some people get a little too much sugar yeah. in their system so we have to you know pull it back a little bit and make sure they're getting the coffee and getting the sustenance yeah <laughs> and what
0: what's uh, your experience with crew
2: kayla
1: yeah, so I I got pretty involved right after I transferred in um, the first semester I transferred in and without getting into the whole story, uh, crew for me was I got involved in the Bible study and the weekly meeting is what they call it and that's where everybody comes together guys girls all the all different classes. Um, I got really involved there, but it really kind of served like John said as a community uh, people that I got really close with that were encouraging me and. Kind of reminding me of the grace of god in a very hard semester and helping me to um, make the hard decisions that needed to be made at that point in my life to follow the lord um so for me that's how it kind of got kicked off in that first semester and i did get really really involved from there on and i i ended up serving as one of the freshman bible study leaders the following year and that was just such a joy um and now I just for background, I'm finishing up my classes at Cal Poly, but I'm also working, so I'm not serving with Crew um in leadership, but I'm still kind of like one foot in, one foot out at the moment. So I am in that transition place right now where Crew has really set it up to kind of show me what is discipleship look like, um, to be sewn into and to have people teach and um just remind you of the grace of God. Um, and then really set us up. I think crew really set us up well to do that for everybody else. So I think as we're exiting, um, as we're kind of getting toward the end of our college career and we'll be exiting crew, we are, um, yeah, we're just in a good place where crew has really taught us what it looks like to sew into others, whether it be in our church community or in work, etc. So, yeah. So that's, that's a, a big part of my story with crew.
0: Yeah. And so then what comes next, uh, for you uh, with graduation? And I mean, do you stay connected with it as a graduate or do you, is it just like, this is you know college days? I mean, is it like a lot of people are in fraternities and they're all into it in college and you do, you do it cause you'll have brothers for life or sorority sisters for life. And then you just kind of fade away. Uh, how does, what does, what does post-graduation crew look like? Does it, is it a tattoo that you'll always have mm-hmm. or is it just a little, uh, mark that's there and then goes away?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to jump in. So mm-hmm. for me, I think for a lot of us, it has, um, really, set us up and connected us with people that are going to be in our lives for a very, very long time. Um, and I'm going to get emotional because I'm coming out of it now. <laughs>
2: um,
1: oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I think for us, it's really made a big imprint on the way that we see the Lord and on our understanding of what it really, what the gospel really is. Um, so while it's something that we likely will be stepping out of in terms of leadership, it is definitely something that has helped us to frame um, just our walk with the Lord. Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just so you people know, it wouldn't be a conversation between Paul and Kayla if Paul didn't ask yeah, Kayla something that made her cry.
1: <laughs> that's a thing that happens every single time. <laughs>
0: yes, it is. Um, so if if people are listening, especially if they're you know involved in college, at some point here, mm-hmm. and this is a college thing, right? This is yeah, not this is. this is not high school ministries. It's college. So, if you got college students out there that want to get involved with mm-hmm. Crew or Connected and don't know if they've got it at their campus, what can they do to find out about Crew where they're going to school? Is it everywhere or?
2: Uh, yeah. So Crew is not on every campus because that'd be ridiculous. But. <laughs> um, It is on a lot of campuses, and if you want to see if it is on your campus, you can uh, go to crew.org and look up your campus. How do you spell that? uh, C-R-U dot O-R-G. Okay. Uh, And uh, you can look up your campus on there and find if there's a crew movement, and they'll usually put you in contact with someone, whether it be someone that is always on your campus, a staff member that's always on your campus, or uh, a staff member at a nearby campus. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I was going
0: to ask. Can you just put in like a location, not necessarily a school, and it'll do like a, a regional finder? Like, all right, I'm going to school in New Hampshire. What schools, or do I have to say it's on this campus, it's not on this campus? I don't know so exactly.
1: The, the website is set up where you kind of fill out a mini survey. So you'll put in your name and what campus you're on and email and what you're looking for. So whether it be um, to grow in your faith, to learn how to share the gospel, etc., and then crew will get in contact with you to tell you where there might be clubs. And York.
0: theoretically, if the crew uh, organization and community on that campus mm-hmm. is active and doing what they're supposed to be doing, they, there'll be flyers, I'm guessing, on campus. Yeah. And, and they make it known. I mean, you guys didn't go seeking out crew when you got to campus. You, you mm-hmm. were invited.
2: Right? Yeah, most no. people
0: come because of an invite or because of some marketing
2: yeah there's usually some sort of outreach that is meant to bring mm-hmm. students in uh whether it be club fairs or mm-hmm. our school we do a thing called bouncy ball surveys where we sit around cam- campus handing out bouncy balls <laughs> and surveys uh to get your contact information so we can contact you about crew
1: yeah.
2: um and Does that
0: go over well? Because I can see myself getting sucked into that immediately. As soon as I saw a bouncy ball, Everybody I'm
1: like, wants a bouncy I want to go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's that.
2: kind of the point.
1: Yeah. yeah that
0: <laughs> sounds
2: brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it, it works well. Uh, do yeah. people wind up throwing... Because if
0: you're not familiar with the Cal Poly Pomona campus, there's a big tower and I can see myself wanting to go up there and throwing my
2: bouncy ball off of that. Dude. We've never So I that, but... don't know. And crew does not <laughs> hold accountability for that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And um, yeah, also it is a high school ministry. I used to be a part of uh, the crew high school ministry. It's an so ministry. it is like an oh. offshoot ministry. It's mainly there's a couple of main areas that they have people in. But if you do have interest, you can also go on crew.org and uh, search the same thing. And they will let you know if there's a crew high ministry in your area as Mm -hmm. well.
1: And if all else fails and you're a student and you just can't figure out how to get a hold of crew, just Google. Um, Because honestly, if you Google Cal Poly Pomona crew, Mm -hmm. the social media has come up and... um, the great Google knows everything it, it's like <laughs> so yeah yeah it. and don't be discouraged sometimes it takes time to get connected and um, sometimes you're the awkward freshman for a couple weeks and then you just fit right in after that so.
0: well yeah and it's just a matter of, of jumping in and, and taking that um, uh, the initiative I guess to go and and, and and seek something out so that's a, a good thing what happens in the summer with crew. That's
1: a great question.
0: There is actually uh, at a you. lot of campuses. <laughs> I only ask great questions.
2: <laughs> at a lot of campuses, there's something called Summer Connect or uh, something the like to that. Um, and it's meant to be for students that uh, stay in the area. So Cal Poly is a, a, what they call a commuter school. And a lot of us live off campus and commute to school. Um, so it if that's the case a lot of us live there over the summer um so if you are one of those people you can get involved with your local uh crew community and they usually have a summer supplement there's also summer uh international and local missions trips that they do i've been on one myself i went to south asia for six weeks and got to uh, spread the word of Christ on campuses over there. So Okay, yeah. cool. And any parting
0: shots you want to uh, have before we uh, close?
1: Yeah, I just want to take a minute to say thank you to the staff, the crew staff at Cal Poly Pomona. They have greatly shaped um, us into who we've become and like helped us walk through some very difficult seasons, just individually. Um, and I know that's true for both of us. So I just want to take a, take a chance to, to say that.
0: Yeah, and, and obviously... Uh, Well, maybe not, obviously, but to me, it's obvious that that there's there's people out there who in a year or two are going to be thinking the same thing about you guys because you've made that impact. And they've seen you uh, become, you know, grownups and responsible grownups and doing things, you know, that make I mean, I'm proud to know you guys. And I tell people like, you know, these are two of the finest people that I've ever met. And I know that there's people who think that because of your Involvement, So I guess just really encouraging people to get involved with something and, yeah. and know that your life, no matter what kind of mess it was, mm-hmm. is a message to someone. And if you don't share your story, no one gets to hear your story and no one gets to benefit. If you're a person who has not benefited from somebody else's story, I would say that you're either very young or very oblivious, Um, (laughs) so look and find that person and then know that you are that person for somebody. and uh, Kayla and John, you guys are both that person for me. You've, I've grown a lot from knowing both of you guys. So thank you so much for doing this. I'm glad. I mean, we've been trying to make this happen for a year or more. I know. And, I'm um, sorry. And I'm glad that it finally uh, came together for us. So thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to check us thank out you. on uh, social media, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Uh, Sign up for Patreon uh, because really it does help to pay those bills to uh, keep this thing on the air. And share with your friends. That's an easy thing you can do is just get people to listen. Post it on your social media. Give us a five-star review and uh, rating, and we appreciate it. And we'll see you next time we mess it up.
2: Also, we only accept five-star ratings. So don't don't try to give us a four-star or anything like that. It's only five. Where have you been, John? Where have you been, John? (laughs) Man, yes,
0: absolutely. All right, guys, we'll see you next week.